There we go. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, how's it going? Perfect. What's up, dude? Cool. Nothing much. Just uh, looking forward to this podcast. Never really been on one before, so dude, it's all to me. Dude, I started. I started this in this past December, so I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. So it's just yeah, yeah. That's, I like it. Just, yeah. Uh, I saw you know the videos. Just ask people what they do. See people do like it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Everyone's always like, "Do you have prepared questions? Do you research?" And I'm like, "No, man. I, if I start doing that, I'll stop doing it because it will become work, and I'll be like, fuck this. I don't want to do this today.' But if it's just like literally like, open up Skype and it's just like, what's up? Like to me, that's it's so much it's more natural. Conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah. But enough uh, enough about my boring. And for someone's asked me, how come I always have this jacket on? It's in this room, I can like, it's above the garage, so I can like not turn on the heater, and so I do that so it stays really cold in here because this laptop overheats when I like screen record like what I'm doing right now. Oh, yeah. So if I keep it like 55 in here, <laughs> the laptop runs much smoother. So yeah, I just figure like, <laughs> yeah, so I just bundle up. Everyone's like, "Do you have heat?" And I'm like, "Yes, I do." It's 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 my own insanity. <laughs> Ignore it. And it's and it's a big cozy jacket. So yeah, there's no. There's nothing deeper to it than that. There's no underlying meaning. But yeah, man. So introduce yourself and uh, yeah. What so, you do, yeah. I'm a uh, I'm 18 years old. I'm in college currently. I always wanted to be a pilot commercially and uh, professionally. So uh, when I was younger, my mom, my some of my family works for a airline. Uh, and so... I was lucky to be introduced into the airline world and see what it's like, see what the pilots do, what the uh, flight attendants do, what everyone would do, everyone does. Um, so I just kind of saw it and said, I should do this. So <laughs> when I was 12, uh, my mom, she had a friend, a coworker, who was part of a flying club in the area. Uh, it was just gliders, uh, yeah. airplanes, with doesn't have any uh, propellers, so it was just glides. Yeah. So when I was 12, we went over to the... Uh, uh, the small field had a couple airplanes, and I got in the plane, went up in the air, had loads of fun, uh, and so right then I knew I wanted to do that for a living. So uh, from there, it's a long story. So from 12 to about 15, I would always go to this glider port and fly. And I was uh, too young uh, until I was 15 to go by myself and start getting my light rating. And unfortunately, when I was 15, I didn't uh, get my rating because uh, I had schoolwork to do and other things and wasn't focused on it enough. So when I turned 15, I thought my godfather, who's a uh, captain, who was a captain for an uh, airline, uh, he thought it would be a good idea to have me uh, take lessons in an actual uh, powered aircraft at a local airport we had. And so uh, when I was 15, we took off in a small little Cessna 152. And I'm so sure I, it was kind of funny uh so fly i find that awesome too so uh i started flying and then i also ended up working for that airport too so that was fun uh so i was working and flying at the same airport because i was just in love with the aviation. i was gonna say was yeah dude it's, it sounds like you just yeah it's written all over your face it sounds like you just fucking love it dude that's awesome yeah, man that, that's awesome and you said you're 18 yeah so jesus uh, when i was I think when I was, so I started flying, I wasn't flying too much, uh, but until I was around 16, 17, I started flying more. And eventually I 
flew at, sort of flying at a different flight school, uh, different airplanes, 172s. So I started flying there. Um, and then when I was 17, I started really getting into it maybe a couple of times a month, some, twice a week or so. Uh, and I got my license when I turned, uh, when I was 18, a couple months ago, actually. So I got my private pilot's license. So that was awesome, finally, because it was like three years in the making for Jesus. power, but then a bunch of years in the making just in general. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I was so happy to finally get that license. I took my check ride, uh, with a guy down, a uh, different state. So that was awesome. It was, it was awesome. Just years leading up to yeah. it. Finally yeah. And then it was funny cause it took me about three years, uh, from no, uh, nothing powered to get my license, but then it only took me around five or six months to go from, uh, private to instrument. So, cause I got my instrument just last, this week or last, it was last week. I got my instrument rating last week. What? No, no. What is? What does that mean? Oh, on oh, you're breaking up. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, yeah. What does that mean? What is instrument rating? Oh, there you mean? go. Hey, sorry. Uh, so instrument rating. So what does that mean? So when you're a private pilot, you can fly VFR, which is uh, visual flight rules, uh, which means you get up in the air. You have to only look out with your eyes. You're looking where you're going. Your uh, uh, weather always has to be clear uh, most of the time. Uh, so that means you're just in charge of yourself. But if you're yeah. flying instrument, what's the most airline, almost all airlines, they fly under instrument. So what this is, is they can fly and not have to see outside the window. Okay. So they just look at their instruments and uh, so, focus on that and doing approaches. So it doesn't uh, even matter so, what's that, sorry so, for interrupt. So it doesn't even matter what's outside the, it can, exactly, okay, yeah. all right. It's completely different. So uh, yeah, I was really happy to get that. Uh, the check ride was pretty good. So the check ride, uh, it's like a driving test. So uh, they have you do a bunch of different little tests. Uh, well, for me, because I go to a 141 school, so they're different. So they're, there's different schools. So a Part 61 school, uh, it means that you go to like your local uh, airfield and you just start taking lessons, uh, and then you take a check ride and you're done. But a Part 141 school, that's in line with uh, typically a uh, college or different program uh, and so you fly as uh, part of your getting credits uh, so typically your hours are reduced mm -hmm. like for me uh, you need to typically you need 1500 hours 1500 hours to get to uh, an airlines job so like for public airlines or united express uh, but if you go to one of these schools that have this 141 program that means it's only going to require you 1,000 hours to get to that airline. So okay. that's why I opted to go to a uh, one of those schools. Uh, so back to the check ride. Uh, here, they do it differently. They do it in like steps. So you have your uh, oral, which means you're going to talk about it. So you're going to say, like, what's this do? What's this mean? So you're proficient in uh, knowledge. Mm -hmm. Then you have your simulator. So uh, you ever see one of those videos where they have the guy in the huge simulator? Yeah. Uh, and they're doing these approaches. Well, it's like that, but much smaller, obviously, because it's just a tiny little plane. Yeah. So one of those. So we do one of those tests, and those are fun. Um, they're a bit difficult because it's not like the plane at all. Yeah. So I think it's kind of personally a bit unfair to have that check ride in a simulator because yeah. not having any of the physical movements for turning. You can't tell if you're turning. That was one of my problems. Oh, it doesn't. Doing. I thought I thought the simulators. I thought they simulated or. Or it's probably so for, not for like a little Cessna or something. Exactly, yeah. For this little thing, we yeah. don't have that. All it's right. still, still madly expensive. And yeah. you think with the price tag, they still have a full motion. Yeah. Um, then I had the flight. And so that's just going up in the air and having uh, doing a couple approaches. And so uh, what approach is, so when you come to land, uh, you're going to line up 
and follow these steps. So I can probably show you. Yeah. Um, what we had in my check ride. They pull up the approach plate. Yeah. Yeah, you think? Yeah, you would think those simulators. I thought all of them. I guess moved around, but I guess if you're not like. Guess if you're not like training to fly like an F twenty two Raptor or something, they're probably like yeah. you'll you'll make do. You'll make do. Uh, here's an approach for this random error. What was that account? Yeah, you're good. So it looked like this. So here's what we trained on. Okay. Uh, so basically, it's almost like you just follow these lines uh -huh. and then you follow uh, this profile view map. See, uh -huh. you just follow that down, uh, and there's a glide slope that you follow. Yeah, and so it's just a bunch of math, and it's just compared to when you're flying VFR, it's much different. So when you're VFR, looking at just a normal map like this, uh -huh. uh, flying, I just I mean, trust. Can't really go into it too much. Sorry, it's probably really confusing. No, no. But you doing so? There's approach plates. Doing stuff like that, you're doing. Bunch of different things compared to VFR. Just yeah. I guess, yeah. 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 So, um, what else you got? What else? Yeah, yeah, dude. So, what's what's your like? What's your end goal for like what you would like to fly? Is it you want to be like a small private pilot whipping around on like a G six for like DJ Khaled, or do you want to yeah. like do you want to go do like Emirates or Etihad and just pilot one of the fucking monsters like the A three eighties like? Yeah. So really what I wanted to do, what I still want to do, is fly for a uh, major ride. Ideally, uh, I'm not, not going to say which one it is, yeah. too much information, but my parents work for a certain airline. Okay. I want to fly with them because that would mean in about 10 years or so, if they're still flying for that airline, that I could literally fly with them as crew members. And That's that crazy. Be, I, I think that. You broke it. So in the meantime, before I get to that major airline, what I'd like to do is typically people do like a CFI route or uh, commercial routes uh, like uh, air taxis. I definitely want to do one of those. But after that, they go to a regional airline. Because mm -hmm. right? when you go to these airlines, your seniority means everything. That means like what kind of lines you can hold, uh, what where you can go. And that's a huge factor. However, like Absolutely. I really want to see like the true aviation of the world. Like yeah. what, what else is there to offer other than yeah. what I to. Yeah. So I would love to go to Africa or something and fly a little uh, small little plane oh, going for little uh, dirt strips, different dirt strips, that or oh, Antarctica. I saw, some, uh, I saw some videos or some guy talking about it, but they're flying in Antarctica and that would be amazing. That, that's insane. Yeah. yeah so I mean, I'd love to see what that is like, but I don't know. It's, for me, it's either do I want to like go the normal route and get my seniority number and just kind of make good money fuck, and just fuck go, fuck really go crazy fuck that go crazy Africa and just do the coolest shit in the world yeah. man i don't know dude so, fuck that go go cool route you can you can always go back i mean speaking in all of my aviation wisdom which is zero but it just i, I feel like the the law probably up, applies to i mean like all things like like this podcast dude like i'm trying to make this podcast work i got into medical school out of college in 2013 I was smart enough to get in once. If I really wanted to, I'm sure I could again. Like that route is always there. Yeah. You can make good money and yeah, get your seniority, get your MD, get your white coat. Instead of a white coat, I got an orange coat and I'm doing a podcast. But it's it's like what you said, man, you want to go see it all. Like I, the way I look at it is like like eventually we like I mean shit, we're 10 minutes in, we're dumping jumping into philosophy. Eventually we die, dude. 
eventually we die and like i want to look back and be regardless of whether or not this podcast succeeds i want to look back and like at least know like i like i fucking took the jump you know because if you fail but you still tried there's no regret it's like i tried i just wasn't good enough but like i tried there's nothing like what could i have done the worst ever would be like you're getting into your like 60s 70s 80s and you're just like like yeah sure you did it you made the good money you but now you've had the good money for 50 years and it's that's only enticing in your like 20s but now you've had it for 50 years and you're like shit man i could have i could have been an acrobat or i could have been a, a formula one driver and it's like dude you can always go back to the normal man so fuck that dude go be a drug runner in africa or something <laughs> maybe not that maybe not far. that but gonna, maybe not so, that but, but yeah um yeah i mean i totally agree like i don't want to just follow what normal people do like yeah. i mean it's cool and i love it like people who are triple seven captains seven eight seven yeah uh, that's all. Awesome. I totally want to do that one day, but in the meantime, I'd love to just see what else is out there. Go a little what cool crazy. things are there? Like, Go a little crazy. I'm not going to jump like you are with this podcast. Yeah. So see what there is. Yeah. Like, look on YouTube. There's so much cool shit out there. It's, inc- it's incredible. Yeah. Like, I know it's been, uh, uh, weird to say, but I'd love to uh, work for like a uh, one of those contractors uh, out in like the Middle East or something. Yeah. And just like, see what they have. Like, yeah. When you're flying from trips for uh you know contractors military guys yeah like black water kind of yeah like i know it i probably shouldn't be saying this but like it just seems so such an incredible incredible but interesting experience I guess. yeah it's i know dang- it's dangerous dangerous yeah um, absolutely hell. absolutely yeah, just, that would be a really unique experience yeah. i probably yeah. wouldn't like that for like a month but yeah you probably do yeah you probably do it and then be like fuck this but like you would you do it that's pretty good money i heard like Probably. Really yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, the guy I had on like ten episodes ago, just his initials are T, but he he's in the Israeli special forces, and he's retired, but now he wants wow. to go into defense contracting. He wants to go train militiamen to fight ISIS in Africa, and he's telling me he's like the money is. Ve-. I can't do an Israeli accent, but he's like the money is. It's very good. You might die, but it's it's very good. He's you only do it for like a year. You do it for like a year. Because he's like he knows guys that went and like protected like VIPs and like yeah like Northern Africa or like Southeast Asia, and yeah they make a killing. But I think the group of guys he knew, they eventually were all killed. There was like a bomb or something because they were guarding some head of state, and it was some like war torn country. Yeah, they IED just fucked them done game over. But like, but he was telling me he's like he works in like a nine to five now. And he's like, I can't do it. <laughs> he's like, I go to the water cooler and it's just everyone just talking. And I'm like, what That's am I? Kind yeah. of life, he's like, what am I? Do? I go to Starbucks and he's like, or whatever the equivalent is over there. And he's like, it's just people like next. And in his mind, he's singing like, I miss bullets flying by my head. Like, you know, you, yeah. I, dude, if I were you, I would try to go fly some like unmarked plane for like the CIA. Like uh, a, a rendition, a rendition flights. You know what I'm talking about? Those Lear jets that right after 9/11 that you can find pictures of them on Google. It was like they had like there was like two Lear jets and they had specific tail numbers, but they'd be like landing in like Cutter and then like or like taking off from Cutter and like landing in like you know like northeastern Canada or they'd be in like Chile and it'd be like what are those? <laughs> it's literally the CIA like all right we can't legally torture you. 
in American soil. So we're going to take you somewhere. We just go, we just go somewhere where they're like, you know, like Latvia and they're like, here's a million bucks. Give us that apartment building and like black out the windows. And it's like, all right. And you just, but it's so odd and like clashing. Cause you expect, you know, military intelligence, you expect some like stealth plane and still, it's just a Learjet coming and landing, but it's like, it's almost like insidiously deceptive. Like a oh, little, like, Nope that's that's got you know a top al-qaeda leader on it and he's about to go get his toes chopped off or something but i don't know man that's some crazy shit it's like me or other guys just find those planes it's no one special yeah yeah dude i think dude i think that's the way to do it man i think that's the yeah, way I mean, to do it i definitely would i mean it's probably a stretch but I mean, i'd love to do some fbi or cia work oh fuck that's yeah probably... that's not a stretch just do it just fucking do it. You're 18, man. You got to become an FBI officer first, though. All right. CIA first, you got, you got your fucking license at 18. You can fly at 18, man. I started this podcast in December. I'm 29, and I still ha- I'm like, I can do it. I'm young. You're 18, man. You can do it. Go do the CIA. Go do the FBI. If you don't do it, I will be very upset with you. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot before yeah. you're graduated. Yeah, and you got to think, man. If you go do something like that, go do some insane. I think they changed their name. They're not Blackwater anymore. I think it's. X, oh, I think Acadia. it's Academy. Is that it now? I know it was yeah, X. It was XE for a while. I guess they changed it again. Whatever. We'll just call it Blackwater or Academy. Guys, yeah, dude. yeah. But if you go do something like that, man, and but you, in all seriousness, you, if you go show that you can, like, you know, keep your wits about you, keep your balls, and like go, you know, fly military contractors or go fly you know, CIA VIPs in and out of fucking places, you know, extraction or something. How would you not be, when you finally decide to settle down, get married, you know, you just want to set job. What, what commercial air flight is, what commercial airline is, sure, they all got seniority, but you know what they're going to take? They're going to be like, this motherfucker flew, flew planes in and out of like war. This guy was part of the, you know, the embassy evacuation and name your city and, you know, whatever. They want someone like that, man. That's seniority bullshit. That's when you come in, you're like, yeah, dude, I kept my like, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm buddies with like Delta Force, like, cause I was reliable for them. They're gonna look at you and be like, yeah, you can fly our 747-8, like, you know, you're not gonna crash it. Like, you got your, you're not gonna flip out in a hurricane, cause you're like, dude, I fucking had Sam sites firing at me, <laughs> like, you know, some shit like that. Yeah, like just a rotten conversation piece. I mean, yeah, the guys working exactly. regionals and. Five years are gonna be like, oh yeah, I flew from LaGuardia to uh, LAX, and then I flew back, and it was pretty cool. And there's me, I could be like, yeah, I flew from uh, Qatar, and we yeah. flew Sam Sites, yeah. like you were saying, like, this is cool shit instead of just boring ass. Yeah, shit. or it's gonna be like, I can't tell you where I flew, but like, here's my like, here's my like honorable letter of recommendation from the Central Intelligence <laughs> Agency. Like, I like, I can't tell you until 2045, but you can have it right off from you know they're whatever they're. They're like division chief in South Africa. They can be like, no, he's good. He's got the he's got the stamp of approval. There's no reason why you wouldn't be able to do something like that. Yeah. Now, what about something like it's a little you know not as crazy as like CIA rendition or something, but still crazier. Something like the Antonov two two five, where there's only one of them. I mean, there's only that's right. That six engine beast. Like that would be interesting. Yeah. Things are, it's, like, I think it's like a million bucks each like way it goes to like rent that yeah. thing out. Yeah, but it's Great. got it's got. I think it would be awesome. No, nope. yeah, it's like 
one of the biggest aircraft ever made. It's yeah, it's it, why well, it's the like regularly used. It's hands down. Like sure, there's some like the 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 straddle launch that one. There are a couple that like you know they broke the record for like the one time they flew, but the Antonov is like that thing was going every day like in and out like it, yeah that's what you need to do yeah those russian aircraft they built amazing yeah. like they're just so different from what i'm, I'm used to like u.s like i see the same planes every day uh because i live in an airport yeah uh, so i see the same planes every day but over there it's um like just different aircraft it's like all the antogs all those cool things i'm sure it's so different I and mean, they don't really have like the technology some of them it's yeah. really like what I saw, like I saw a documentary about pilots flying in the Congo, and they're they're flying old things. Yeah, I mean, technology from the sixties and seventies. Yeah, but I mean, it's still cool to learn. Yeah, out of those old things. Yeah. Now, how how difficult would it be to get? Is it like related to? I guess. Again, my complete lack of aviation knowledge. How difficult is it seniority or is it actual like training that makes it difficult to like pilot like a 747 or a380 because it's just like the craft is so expensive and you have so many lives and it's like the 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 risk becomes heavier and heavier for the airliner and it's now like you know this can't crash this cost a hundred million dollars and there's 600 people on board one crash our stock goes down yeah is that what makes it more difficult to be like a 747 there was a flight, um, pretty exact, maybe 10, 20 years ago, uh, but that was the start to why it's so difficult to become a pilot in the uh, uh, aviation industry. So uh, these two pilots, uh, the Congress or NDSBFA said, these uh, two pilots that are flying this uh, airplane, they were too inexperienced, and this is that's because um, they weren't trained properly, blah, blah, uh, and they crashed because they were too inexperienced. So. And the FAA and Congress came together and they said, all right, so if you want to become an airline pilot, you must have these 1,500 hours. Um, and that's those 1,500 hours. It doesn't seem like very much, but that's like a yeah, it does. <laughs> year or two. Uh, year or two of just working, maybe three uh, part-time, full-time, but that's full-time. But uh, it takes a long time to get this 1,500 hours, which is why I go to 1,000-hour school. So yeah. for me, for the road, there's a lot more – like I'm only uh, I've only had a couple steps of the staircase to get yeah. there. So I have my private, my instrument, plus in my commercial license, which means I can fly for hire. Means I can uh, go out there as a air taxi and start making money. After that, and you get my multi-engine license, which means I can fly uh, and uh, aircraft with two engines or more. That then I have to get my CFI, so I can teach people, and my CFII, which means I can teach people how to do instrument uh, training. Then I have to get my ATP, which means I can fly uh, commercial jets and stuff. There's a thousand more things got to go. I like I barely even got there. So yeah, it's definitely so much work to get to those airlines. And then once you get to the airline, this training is like six or six, six eight months or something, but um, crazy long. And so. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely takes a long, long time to get there, and that's why people are really discouraged to even start it because it's so much work and so much money. Like I'll be in debt for the rest of my life doing this. Like my program costs at least like a quarter of a million dollars. I have to get my licenses and my uh, degree. So yeah, there's just so many variables in becoming a pilot. A lot of people don't want to uh, do it because of those. Yeah, but yeah, you got it you got to love it to stick with it through all that. Like, it's not something you just pick up. Like, 
And if some guys just come here, they're like, yeah, I'm going to make half a million dollars a year when I'm 40 or 50. Like, I want to do it because of that. But then they get burnt out when they're just 10 years into it. And they're yeah. like, yes, yeah, I yeah. hate this. Yeah, fuck and for me, like, I love this. Like, it's sick. Like, uh, I stopped. I got instrument last week. And I haven't flown in about a week. And so I start commercial. And I'm ready. Like, I want to fly again. Like, yeah. I want to get up there and start flying. Because uh, I just love it so much. Yeah. And some guys don't have that. They're like, oh, I got to fly tomorrow. Oh, I wish I don't have to. Yeah. Like, not gonna make it very far when you're like yeah that. yeah you gotta love it yeah no that's absolutely true um shit yeah you were saying that so i thought i thought you so you said multi-engine so does that mean right now you can only do like what's it, there'd have to be like a propeller right is there any single jet engine craft or no is it just um short of yeah, like military actually, um a single engine i think single engine jet would be division jet uh, I'm not too familiar with those, so I think that would count, I guess. But um, so for multi engine, yeah, right now it can only fly a plane that only has one engine. And there's also other factors. It has to be under a certain weight. Uh, so I can only fly the small little things. But if I get multi engine, I can fly uh, large aircraft still under a certain amount of weight. Because how, how they divide things up is by weight. So if it's below 12,500 pounds, to my, best, to my knowledge, um, then you can don't need to have a type rating. So what a type rating is, is that if it's above 12,500 pounds, uh, plus other couple things, uh, then you have to get a type rating. So you have to go somewhere and train how to fly this aircraft. So that would be like a 747, 757, even just smaller, smaller jets like that. that yeah. uh, and then there's another thing, the multi-engine. I can't fly it as more than one, one engine currently. So once you get that multi-engine, uh, I'll be good to go. And so where I fly, a really nice uh, multi-engine aircraft. And so I'm looking forward to fly that because uh, I have been accustomed to the same aircraft the past three years now. And I love it. It's awesome. But it just goes so slow. So once yeah. I start this new aircraft where it's going 150 knots, I'm exactly 150, maybe 130, uh, like I'm going to love it. It's just also just learning it and something new would be awesome. So – Right now, you're taking off from. Do you take off from one airport and land at the same airport? Can you? Uh, not, yeah. So during training, uh, what you're gonna do is uh, typically practice at your same airport. You take off and then you go to like a practice area and learn how to uh, do certain maneuvers. But eventually, when you're flying, uh, we're getting more into the training. What we're gonna have to do is cross country. So you're gonna fly from your airport to a different airport. Uh, certain distance away uh and then you have to fly back so you get learn so you learn how to do cross countries um i've done a couple a lot so far because you have to train for them uh so the past one i did i think it was about 300 miles from a long ifr cross country so we flew uh, across the state that was fun yeah and then for this commercial check ride it's going to be up to at least 300 miles or something like that i forget exactly but so that'll be fun so I think my friends with six hours of just flying for one flight. Yeah. So cool to do. Um, I've done a bunch of cross countries. Where do we see where I've gone? Oh, you have? Uh, yeah, because so back home, because uh, I'm in college right now, so I love to fly. So my friends and I, uh, we take off. We visit friends. We took off from Trenton and flew all the way down to uh, – it was near – You can just go visit your friends? Yeah. Holy so shit, that's off. so cool, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, because he was like, yo, yeah, I live uh, in Pennsylvania. That's where I live. Uh, he was like, yeah, I live there. Uh, come visit us. I was like, sure. So we took off and visited him and came back. And that was 
so much fun. I've done that to my other friends too, for because they're in college. So I take off, visit them on my plane, well, the plane I rent. But yeah, um, they're That's fun. So Love cool, it. dude. Yeah, coolest thing, man. Dude, that is, dude. You are going to be able to impress any trick you want. <laughs> dude, that is the yeah. It was like a big thing in the fifties to like have a car in high school. Now it seems like it's a, it's the a standard, dude. You're like you're gonna be like the Fonz with like like the convertible. I don't, I'm just making shit up, but you're gonna be like, yeah, I have a plane, or I can fly a plane, dude. You're gonna you're gonna clean up. So so if you start training now, can I hire you to be like my private pilot? Whenever this podcast takes off, sorry, you're breaking up. What's up? Oh yeah, you just broke up too. When this podcast takes off, can I can I tr- hire you to be like my private pilot? Um, yeah, absolutely. If you're flying a Gulf six fifty, uh, Gulf Stream six fifty, absolutely, I will well, fly you anywhere you want. That's what I'll have to get. I'll have to, yeah. If I can keep, if I can grow this, if I can grow this exponentially. Mm-hmm. That'll be the end goal. That'll be the end goal. Get like some G six shit. Yeah. Um fuck yeah. That would be yeah, that would be baller. That would be baller yep. to have a private plane. Like there's nothing Yeah, just go wherever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want. Like you get up to like like uh between two ferns, if you're doing something like that eventually. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm a multimillionaire, fly over here, do a podcast with him. Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay. I used to work at a uh, little grocery store, and uh, it was kind of upscale. A lot of the guys there were really wealthy who shopped there, and so a lot of them were like, oh, yeah, I have this company. Uh, we're thinking about getting a plane, and I've always wanted to be like, well, if you get an airplane, just let me know because I'll be your pilot. And yeah. It was kind of funny. It was like a, just a, just a cashier. Yeah. I was like, yeah, if, uh, by the way, like I'm a pilot too, so if yeah. you want to fly somewhere, just let me know. It was just, I always wanted to do that to someone. Hopefully it works out. Yeah. Uh, go back home, but yeah, well, that'd be cool. Fly with someone. Yeah. What about being like a um, like a corporate pilot? Because like the the upper echelons of all the huge corporations yeah, are corporate. yeah they all have because it's I mean it's like it's it's like a savvy business move they can go have face to face meetings with clients and yeah they don't got to go through security at the airport you can just hop right in business jets you zip up to don't they go higher than don't they have their own like I don't know. You tell me. Don't don't business can't or private jets or anything can't. Don't they go like higher than 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 normal commercial jets and they can just zip around? Or am I just bullshitting? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. So typically, <laughs> just just fly at thirty thousand, twenty thousand yeah. feet. Uh, that's normally where they fly. So small aircraft fly lower because we can't go that high. Below twenty thousand typically is uh, where we fly. Typically below ten thousand early, but we can go up to thirteen or thousand if we wanted to. Yeah. Uh, so. Corporate seems cool and all, and I love to fly a brand new G650. Um, however, when you fly corporate, uh, you're always on standby. Mm. So they say if your client is, let's say, I don't know, Danny DeVito, he's like, hey, man, I got to go to LAX tomorrow. We're going to go. Yeah. I got to be like, okay, sure, we're going tomorrow. I got to yeah, cancel you... my plans. Yeah. I can't do nothing. So that's, that's my true. biggest problem with it. Also, when you're flying corporate, Typically, you're just the there's a one there's a pilot, a co-pilot. That's it. There's no flight attendant, no one. So when they make a mess back there, you're the one cleaning up. You're the one catering that aircraft, calling around, saying, "I need uh, lobster, I need caviar, everything aboard this aircraft." You're picking it up, you're putting it on the plane. Um, you're so probably, you're probably getting you're, not, you're probably getting the paper though. If you're doing all that, you're getting paid. But you know what's funny? They're not actually making as much as uh, airline pilots. Really? Which is the crazy thing. Yeah, they make less. I mean. 
completely different places where you go, but typically they make less than airlines. Um, but you know, what's also really cool is I was talking to my mom and her friend, she was a flight attendant aboard one of those nice, uh, private aircraft. And so the guy was like, Hey, I gotta go to Colorado right now. So they're like, all right. So they go to the airport. They don't have time to go get any of their bags, nothing. So they get to the airport, they take off, go to Colorado. The owner is like, all right, here's my credit card. Buy whatever the fuck you want because you have nothing with you. So they just went out on a shopping spree going whatever they want, thousands of dollars. I'm not sure how much, but yeah, that's the kind of cool thing I'm missing out too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you're living, I mean, it depends. Sometimes you're living with the same guys. So if you're living in the same hotel, and they live in nice hotels. So yeah. Being nice hotels. So yeah. You got to get um, those private plane owners. Just finances everything, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So also you're, also, when you're in an airline, you're only flying a certain route. So you're only going from Newark to uh, Paris, from Newark to London, a bunch of Europe. But when you're private, you can go anywhere. You can fly to Kenya, fly to South Korea. Yeah. Different kind of routes that you wouldn't normally do in an airline. So, yeah, I mean, that's whatever I want to do. If I want to do that later in life, maybe I will. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, maybe the move isn't corporate so much as just like private for just some baller just so uh, that's more difficult because uh oh, i mean because everyone wants that yeah i mean yeah that'd be so cool and all to like fly a uh you know celebrities and stuff but yeah still i mean uh that'd be cool you'd guess, have to get you'd I, have to get a cool celebrity you'd have to get like the sweet. rock or like yeah like, yeah you gotta get the rock or like i don't know like post malone or like tom brady or some shit you gotta get someone like that because that would be baller. That would be, yeah. But I don't know. It's that would be that would really. But how how do you even? I feel like there's not even a set path to get to that. That's just like you you network. You know the right people. You have a stellar resume. Yeah, it's got a yeah. Some of the guys for corporate, it's crazy. My one friend, uh, when I was working at that airport, uh, he was a CFI, and eventually he became a corporate pilot, and. The money some people have is incredible. So, he like he would fly a single like package from one side of the country to the other. He flew these two teenagers like twenty minutes because they wanted to arrive in a jet at this party, and then a G wagon pulls up and picks them up because they want to just. They were like, "Yeah, we flew in a jet. That's all." So you're also like seeing the people that you'd never normally see, which is yeah. crazy. And they got money that I would, couldn't just, even imagine. Just, just stupid cash. Yes, yeah. it's crazy. So, I mean, the tips maybe are pretty good. So, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. Yeah, but what happens if I feel like you've got like a self-made guy that was just worth hundreds of millions? I feel like that would be really cool. But I feel like if you got his son, who like right. who just like you know has never got has never done anything in his life, and he's like forty, and he's just inherited everything, and he's just like we're going to Vegas. I feel like that guy wouldn't be cool. I don't know. I, I feel like that guy would be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. No, you gotta, you gotta get like, you gotta get like a Dan Bilzerian cat or something. Or does Joe Rogan have a plane? Uh, a lot of the celebrities, uh, just typically just charter. Charter. I feel like that's yeah. probably smarter, unless you're, unless yeah. you've got like, unless your net worth is like upwards of five hundred million. Yeah, it's a, because it, it it it'll drain your cash, right? Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. If you they're just have, yeah, if you just. Yeah, because even if you're worth like fifty million dollars, but if you have this like five million dollar jet and it's just constantly being repaired and maintained and everything that goes with that, 
I feel like that could very quick. It'd be like those idiots who like they win two million dollars, so they go buy a Lamborghini, and it's like there goes like thirty percent of your money, just like that. Okay. Like go get a mansion. Now you're down next to nothing. Like, yeah. Not even for the wealthy guys, but even for guys like me, uh, flying is for some reason really expensive. Like back in the like olden days, like sixties and fifties, I guess it used to be more uh, definitely more popular. Planes weren't as expensive. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, because there's so much like legality with it, safety, yeah, it's all factored brand, in. Yeah, a brand new Cessna is like five hundred thousand dollars, which is absurd. Like it shouldn't, like it should be the same price as like a Mercedes, like yeah, thousand bucks would be normal, I think. But it's not fair. Like, um, if one hour flight time back where I was flying, it's like two hundred bucks, and that's just like crazy. Like, because I, I wish I could fly more and just like, yeah, I want to fly to Ohio and see this for the day. Yeah. That's gonna be two thousand bucks. So. Yeah. Like, I wish it was cheaper because that'd be cooler to, like, do stuff. Yeah. At the same time, it is, like, the power of flight. <laughs> like, you know, it's it like, is. it's like how many millennia did we stare up at the sky wondering and, you know, prayed, literally had gods mm-hmm. modeled after birds. And now you can get up and, like, you know, pretty much like a glorified, like, car, like, interior and just be like, uh, we're going up. And we're just going up now we're above like when you fly yeah. like, i mean that is i mean that is we get You're used to it but that's that's the power yeah. of the divine like you are you are you are beyond royalty like that is any other point in human history before 1902 that's i mean you, that's divinity if they saw me flying in 1800s they would have been like what the fuck is that we're gonna pray to the skies our new hero yeah, exactly the king, man. king yeah. doesn't have shit on you. King can mm-hmm. have a nice boat, but you can fucking fly. Bullshit, you win. <laughs> yeah, man, that's. So I guess from that point, I, I kind of view the cost as like you know it is the, the it is the miracle of flight. Um, what about you? Ever some... been in a, a small little plane? No, I don't think I have. Probably uh... like when I started flying, I got up in the air and I thought the, like the landscape would have so much more like depth to it. It was like. Oh, this little hill that I used to go down on my skateboard is so much like steeper. It's, it's, it goes so much further down. But no, when you get up in the air, it depends where you live. But it's just so much more flat than you think it was. Like yeah. there's still mountains and stuff, but they're just little bumps. Yeah. I thought it was so much crazier, but it's not. It's just kind of disappointing too. When you get up there, it's like, oh, it's all kind of flat. Yeah. I was more like, I mean, if you get to freaking Utah or something, Arizona is going to be like, yeah, down. the mountains they have there. But yeah, it's. I forget what the statistic is, but it's something like if you, like if you shrunk the Earth down to like the, the size of like a I don't forget like a basketball or something, the the point between like the highest, no I think it was a cue ball. If yeah no if you got the Earth down to the size of a, a cue ball, it would actually be smoother than a cue ball. It's I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson who said the distance between the highest peak so mount everest and the deepest trough so mariana's trench he said it would be you wouldn't even be able to register the bump with your thumb wow yeah. that's crazy yeah so yeah it's Bastard. yeah i get that what about something like a b2 spirit like a two billion dollar plane yeah that'd be cool to fly i guess military like civilians don't really know that much about military because they have like like even us, like we learn about the different like uh, like routes they fly, and like it's for military areas only. But like you don't understand like well, I mean, I, obviously you can probably find out, but like they have like different instruments they use for like different approaches and stuff, and 
other stuff and like like it's just so secretive what they do yeah. and like i'm sure the technology they have is amazing like i've died to the inside of an f-35 and what the whole, everything you can do not just the stuff they show to us but yeah everything it can do dude yeah i think they have helps that they can just like look to their right or left and see through the airplane oh yeah and the, see around the f-22 yeah. it's like yeah they, the pilots say it feels like they say it feels like you're superman because you don't actually see the jet you just that's just the coolest <laughs> thing yeah yeah yeah, I mean the helmets cost. I think what was the figure? The helmets cost something like four hundred thousand dollars, almost as much as the Cessna. <laughs> yeah, dude. Have you have you thought about doing anything with like the Air Force so you could go do that shit, or is that just like nah, not not, not your cup of tea? Um, I'd love to, but I mean, I'd, honestly, like I wouldn't mind doing it. Yeah. But uh, I have uh, asthma, so they wouldn't like see okay. highly of me. With that, which kind of sucks. It was only a childhood asthma as well, which sucks because I mean, I don't have any more. Yeah. So, probably can't do it because of that. But yeah. I would love to fly an F 35 or even a C 17. Like, everyone yeah. wants to fly the fighter jets, but like, those big cargo jets seem so cool. C 17, C 5 Galaxy. Get one of those big fuckers. Yeah. Things can carry two mm-hmm. tanks. Yeah, man. I don't know. What about something like. One, that'd be sick. What? Air Force One, flying that, that'd be amazing. I was going to ask that earlier. I was like, what? I mean, you just, you just have to be, like, the best pilot ever. Like, mm, like yeah. no argument. It's just like, this is the current, currently, this is the best pilot alive. Not only that, yeah, you, you got to have a pilot. squeaky clean record. This guy has never, this guy has saluted his flag every morning for 30 years. Like, this, yeah, you I don't you probably can't even have like an extended family member from a different country. It's you just, yeah. yeah. You can't have a thing in your record, nothing at all. Cause you're fine. President of the United States. That's a lot of, well, the, there. the, the, I had a guy on that did, does air force intelligence and he was like, yeah, he was like to get a, a Yankee white clearance, which means you can like work in the white house. You can have a perfect record. You can have like military service, Prove your patriotism. You can just, you know, no mishaps ever. But if you have uh, an immediate family member who was born in a different country, you can, like one guy said was like a perfect dude was like ex like army ranger, like smart as hell, went and got a degree, like, you know, as clean cut American as you can get. But his mom was from Ireland. Wow. None. You can't get in. It's... I really think yeah yeah it's yeah man it's well it's the president of the united states they just there's yeah, no risk in that. yeah so yeah i don't know if, i don't know if i don't know how the fuck would you even get in like get to air force like i feel like you have to have like you'd have to have military service right yeah they are air force pilots i believe yeah uh, that would make sense yeah that's the whole operation they have there is amazing like so they have two air force ones yeah and then they have like a C five or C seventeen that follows them, uh, with like the, the uh, motorcade, the, the beast, and the whole motorcade. Yeah, yeah. Like I saw it happen once, and that was awesome. Like the uh, Air Force One landed, they had the C seventeen, and everything. It was just such a cool. It was yeah, I mean, yeah. It was it, just amazing to see this whole thing happen. It is the kind of work they have that go into that is crazy. Yeah, like they have it was everywhere. Uh, making sure that you can't like go on top of the roof, you yeah. can't you can't do this. It's just so much work goes into them, like coming down to somewhere for three hours. Mm. hours that I do so much like a sick crazy. 
Yeah, they, they must be a nightmare. Yeah, they well they say that every every trip on Air Force One is it's actually designated as a military mission, and so so it's not a flight. It's so it's planned out like a military mission. They plan it no different than like we're going to you know Kabul or like Ramadi or so it's yeah they send they you know they know ahead of time how many weeks ahead they're going. I know I've watched the, the documentaries I've watched. And I know that <clears throat> they send out teams up to like two weeks beforehand and it's yeah. literally they start just scouting the city just to make sure there's nothing building up and it's like just undercover just kind of like almost almost like just putting like their finger on the pulse just like what's going on even if it's fucking like atlanta if they still go and it's just like they keep it's just the eyes and ears on the ground and then yeah as it gets closer they start to set up like tiers of security so there's like the outer ring and that would be like the airport and everything within like a thousand yards of it and then it's like that's where they'll have like counter snipers and stuff and then it's like the inner ring and then that's where they start to have like the suvs with like you know fucking navy seals and shit in them and then like the inner ring where it's just like only like the most cleared agents that can even be close to the president with a firearm and it's at that point it's like every every inch in that like inner circle is like is like taken an account for it's like who's going where what's you know like you can't get anywhere close to there and yeah it's insane because that whole apparatus moves with the president like that's insane like it's it's one thing if it's like oh that were to happen you know you think like inauguration day like the security around those so he's like yeah they're insane trump obama bush they're always crazy but to think about like that's every flight every day mm-hmm. that's insane yeah they got the yeah, C5s coming in, just rolling out SUVs. They have their own ambulance because you can't trust the ambulances anywhere. Like, that's, yeah, man. And then you want to be the pilot of that. That's. Yeah. Like, imagine being a Secret Service uh, secret service agent. And, like, you can't even go to the president, even though you're a Secret Service agent. Yeah. Like, just so much vetting goes into that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I always think about that. Like, there's got to be different, like, rungs of, like, being cleared within the secret service it's like your secret service but you still can't get no- close to the president like who gets like who is standing next to the president with a firearm the i mean best you, of the best, i suppose you, yeah i mean you i feel like you pretty much like i don't even i don't even know like what would be the because i don't even know how you would apply for that because if you apply for that 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 means that there's a a system to get in which means someone could plan for it I feel like you just got to, you're just picked. Like you don't even know. And it's just like, Hey, you're going to be on like, you're standing outside the bedroom. Like you don't even if, know. Like, Cause if you're like, Oh, I want to be a, a, a secret service agent. I want to be next to the president. They're going to be like, yeah. Oh, you wanna be next why, to the president? why do you want to be uh-huh. next to the president? Exactly. Yeah. Where, Oh, you visited. Exactly. Yeah. You, Oh, and uh, on a podcast in 2020, you said you wanted to be a, uh, a charter flight in the middle East. Like, why is that, sir? Oh, yeah. You'd be like, Oh, dude, what? It was a podcast. Nope. Oh, and you want to be next to the president? Bullshit. Mm-hmm. No, you, yeah. you're gonna go work at the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. You no, you're working at the postal office, fucker. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's. So let's say you do all the crazy shit. Yeah. Um, you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you eventually you settle down. You did all your whatever. You worked for Academy. You worked for CIA. You did some stuff that's just blacked out. And you work for an airliner. What is like the ideal, like, 
nothing ever goes as planned, but we still all make plans anyway, so fuck it. Not like any of us learn. So what's the ideal, like, what it doesn't matter what age, whatever. You've just done all the crazy. You got it all out of your system. Is there, like, is there a specific, like, model of aircraft? Is there a specific route? Like, do you want to, I want to work for, just for example, I want to work for Etihad Airways. I want to fly the Airbus A380. And I, like, I want to live in United Arab Emirates. And I want to, like, I just want to, like, perfect the Abu Dhabi to Melbourne route. Is yeah. the, do you have like a set like this is what I want to do or do you just kind of loosely like when I get to that age I'll find out. I yeah I do got I just do oh, a yeah. plan. So my plan I either want to work in uh honestly like Washington seems pretty cool to work in like Seattle or something. Yeah. We see like there's so Seattle, San Francisco or Newark. Either is three. Uh it seems like a really cool place to live. Um I know the Newark um airport has some of the best routes like there is in the united states i guess they can go to europe they can go to uh, asia uh also i think i have an africa route, africa route now um so i think one of those hubs would be nice to live in um as for airplane uh i'd love to fly the 787 that oh, yeah honestly i think in the coming years or in the next decade or two they're starting to make supersonic aircraft again i hope like, dude i hope i hope man that's like if i don't know that sucks to get rid of them, man. Like that's we, we took a step back, yeah. We took a step backwards. Yeah, Dude, like I Parker. really do see the ability of that coming back. Oh, you know, even even space travel, like that could be a real thing too. Oh yeah. Like, oh even, yeah. That could be. Yeah, so you're gonna be the best pilot there is, though. Like I swear, but yeah. Um, like yeah, but I realistically a seven eight seven from either of those three hubs, uh, one of the major airlines, a uh, certain one like Delta, United, American, one of those three specifically. Um, that'd be just really cool. Um, the routes I'd love to have, I don't know, because obviously if you go, if you fly from uh, Newark to India, it's longer hours, tiring, uh, but you're only there for a day, but you're making more money too. That seems like a cool thing to do, but it's just so tiring. So yeah, maybe even just Newark thing. Uh, to like Europe, like London for the day or Paris, Porto, whatever. Um, like that's, that'd be pretty cool too. That depends what I want to do. I'm not sure. I don't mind doing anything. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the way to go would just be going like directly north and south so you can stay in the time zone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah, from, yeah, from Newark to Brazil. I'm not yeah. sure this time yeah. zone, but yeah. Yeah. Literally, or just go, yeah. The middle of Canada down on like Mexico City or some shit like that. Um, is the seven eighty seven the Dreamliner? I think so. I'm yeah. not too sure, but I believe it is a Dreamliner. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're yeah. What about the? Um, have you seen those ginormous new engines? I say new. I think they've been in development for like ten years. They're. Have you ever seen that? Like the third. I think the it's a GE nine. It's. They're gonna put them on the seven seven or I guess triple sevens. They're, dude. If you haven't seen like they look like, if you go and look at them on YouTube, like they'll have them on test beds on like you know a seven forty seven or something. They'll have three normal engines, and then this thing, dude. The thumbnails, the thumbnails look like clickbait. Like when I first saw it, I was like, this is. I was like, this is stupid, dude. They are. I think they're bigger than the fuselage of some current commercial craft. I'm not kidding. Like you could fit like 
you could legitimately make a cone of like five normal jet engines and put third like they almost look ridiculous if you put them on a 747 they said they'd only need two you just oh, have wow. these two yeah dude they're even 47 engine that thing is massive by itself and i couldn't imagine something bigger than that dude it is i'm not kidding they're the side they well, they put them side by side and they're bigger they're wider than the fuselage of some smaller aircraft like yeah. some of the ones delta operates like the fuselage could fit inside they're, the thrust from that thing must be incredible. Yeah, it's insane. I don't know what it's. I don't know what the purpose of making that is. I don't even know what I'm asking about that. Um, maybe but, I don't know. Maybe it makes you go faster. I suppose. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's. Now, would you want to? So you said the seven eight seven. In my mind, like my childish mind, I've always like biggest, baddest, fastest. Like, yeah. Why? Why would you not? Even the way I'm wording it, I'm like, why would you not do this? Like, but yeah, why would you not go for like a 747 or an A380? Or is it just like, oh, yeah, right. um, so honestly, like, I haven't really seen them in person really that much. Um, I've never really seen an A380. I've never, I've never seen an A380. Well, uh, I just don't have, I'm not really familiar with them. But um, the 747, they're starting to get kind of pushed out. Like United Race, uh, like this year, last year, I think it was last year. Um, they decided to cut the program for the 7-4, so they no longer even fly them. So I can only imagine they'll um, just start cutting them in different airlines. So I don't see that being really a future uh, career path. Um, but this A380, um, that seems pretty cool too. Uh, but again, I think they're starting to cut those they down just, too. They cut, the last, they cut the last order. They said they'll, I think Emirates said they'll fulfill the last order for them that they've already placed. But after that, they're like, we're not. So they're cutting down the production lines. Because what they're learning is that, like, having a bigger aircraft um, has more fuel, other variables. It's just, I think it's much cheaper and much uh, makes more sense to have just smaller aircraft going faster, lighter, less fuel consumption. I think they're learning that that's better than having a huge, chunky airplane flying with 500 people aboard. Yeah. So they're going to make them small, like a 737 Max. Like, that thing, I think it can fly from Newark to London. They wouldn't really do that, but it could fly uh, that uh, route. So smaller, less people, like that's going to be the ideal uh, situation when I'm flying yeah. 15 years in those airlines. So smaller, I think, is better for now, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes sense because it's like, you know, unless you're going from, unless you're driving from like Atlanta to New York, it's really not... Yeah, if you're driving from Atlanta to New York, it makes sense to like run a bus, put a bunch mm-hmm. of people on it, and just one shot. But if you're operating within a city, it's much more intelligent to to buy fifty cars and rent them out as Ubers or something. Just a bunch okay. of little, just you know, eight, just a bunch of little, you know, very direct routes as opposed yeah, to like. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, I hate it because I would. I just. I, I would love to see the aircraft just get bigger and crazier, but it seems like that's not. A, that's not going to be an option. Um. Yeah, I mean, sucks kind of, but I mean, it's so cool. It's so because oh, even here's a better idea. So because they're so getting smaller and uh, not as big, that means smaller airports can now hold these small airplanes. True. Uh, so. Where I lived, I was really annoyed because it was supposed to. They had a small little. It's a small little airport, but at one point they decided, "Hey, we want to extend this uh, airport, make it larger, make it bigger." 
maybe even have a control tower there. Because that would have created like a bunch more money, a bunch more economy would have boomed in our uh, town. Um, so that would have been awesome. But had that happened, we could have had a you know seven eighty sevens coming in. I mean, if it depends how big they made the airport, but uh, I just, it would have been so much cooler. But um, even just yeah, having these small planes or smaller planes coming into these smaller airports that'd be cool and see aviation come alive again because it's just kind of dying out yeah, like small, yeah. smaller planes i mean it used to be bigger i mean it's still big but it's not as big i'd love to see it just become more popular um yeah so i mean i wish there was like a cheap alternative from let's say um i don't know from los angeles Los Angeles to Las Vegas, and I don't want to drive, and I don't want to pay the uh, small or the ticket for an airplane. Uh, so you got like a small little airplane, like a TBM, a Pilatus, a Cessna uh, caravan, like full of eight people or something, and you all fly there, and a hundred bucks each. Like that would be ideal, but no one offers that really because everyone either charters it by themselves or they have these huge airplanes uh, going from these small airports to small airports. And so I just there was just a, an alternative mm-hmm. to having these, um, like either expensive or full of people. Like it'd be yeah. cool to have that. And not sure how to even do that because obviously the, it never really worked because it's just so expensive. But something like that would be cool. Maybe that's what you should pioneer. Is just you should I'm make an air, you should make an airline, but just specifically go from like like sub one hour flights. Just don't do anything yeah. over that. Just literally just get like a fleet of like Cessnas. It would just be stuff like, I mean, there are little flights. I went to school at the University of Georgia, which is in Athens, Georgia, which is like a 90 minute mm-hmm. car ride from Atlanta. But you could take a little plane from Athens to Atlanta because it'll be not Hartsfield, Jackson. If you need it, like if you're going to take a flight anywhere, you take it out of Atlanta. So mm-hmm. it was already right there. But yeah, there were, there, that was an option you could fly from yeah it was like 30 minutes but <laughs> how much was it that was the thing it's probably like a hundred bucks right yeah i don't remember yeah so, i've got to figure something out to make, the, uh, make it happen but yeah. that'd be cool i would love to even do that because like i want to do aviation but i'm not going to become a multimillionaire being yeah. a pilot and i'll make good money but i still want to do something else so i'm not sure what that is yet but yeah i'll say that oh you'll see that in 30 years if i go through it yeah what about what about doing something like a would you ever be like a test pilot yeah i mean that would be really cool i mean i don't know that's just kind crazy. of risking your life like that's just crazy strong doing that stuff like yeah that, i mean definitely a cool idea i mean definitely with space travel happening i mean they're gonna need more of those test pilot. yeah dude be some chucky a your guy it's all about who you network with like they have a convention here and they have a bunch of guys coming out with like hey work for my company work for my company I mean, maybe I'll get hired and do that. But I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing anything. Um, as long as I'm getting hours and making money and I'm surviving. Uh, test pilot, yeah, because going to space would be awesome. Like, did you see that one crash recently? It was uh, Mad Mike. He uh, crashed. So he wanted to test. I saw that, the yeah, world. I saw the name yesterday. Yeah. So this is. guy, the flat earther, wanted to prove the world was flat. So he got himself in a oh, rocket. God damn. And then locked up. But as he launched up, the parachute deployed, so they kind of fucked up the whole thing. So then it came down and blew and died. So, um, yeah, so it like some like cool space stuff like that. I mean, it's, I don't know. That's 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 your example for like, I want to do cool space stuff. 
die in a rocket base. <laughs> that was a bad example. There's also a risk to it, but also yeah. if you're a crazy guy and yeah. you made a space rocket in your garage, probably not going to work out too well for you. But yeah, that is true. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Do you think they're going to bring back supersonic? Absolutely, I think they will. The, really? Yeah, I, yeah, I think they will. I mean, for the common person, probably we'll see that in the later years. But for the one percenters who want to go from Newark to LAX yeah. and they don't mind paying the fifty thousand dollars that it costs, they wouldn't mind doing it at all. Yeah. Some. Well, not only that, it would not for the common enough people recently, but yeah, definitely someone for eventually. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to think it would be economical if you're if you're a Bill Gates or an Elon Musk type guy and it's like mm-hmm. you're wheeling and dealing and you're, you know, you're making money with these trips. If you could and where the, where the, the price is, I mean, quite little, it's almost negligible to you, whether you have a private plane or whether you have an A380, it's like, you know, some Jeff Bezos guy, but there is value in like how quickly can you get there? You know, it's like, well, why mm-hmm. do corporations have these jets? And so, you know, the, CEO of Walmart can go in and you don't got to stand in line at the airport. You fly right there, fly right back. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're an Elon Musk guy or Jeff Bezos guy and you can go from LA to New York in like, you know, two hours or something. Yeah. There would be a real, there would be value to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to see it in commercial for the common person. That'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like they need that. So, ever be able to aircrafts like i mean it probably will happen but you never know what experience that yeah i feel like they need something like that to sort of bring back like a because like you said it, aviation seems like it's dying or commercial aviation and it's even now it's like yeah we're gonna stop using the 747 we're gonna stop production of the a380 it's just like these just absolute like monsters of this and it's like what we're stopping those like yeah. you know it's I, like I see that yeah it's like cruise ships get bigger and bigger like that's why titanic was so bad at because it, it was just the biggest one ever and it's i feel like yeah it's going you need something else that brings some like spice into it and like for obvious reasons it's not going to be the a380 or 747 because it's just like you said it's it's better to have uh, a fleet of smaller aircraft so you'd have to sort of bring back you have to capture the imagination again and what other way to do it than to have supersonic i mean yeah. if you're watching any of those old you can find them on youtube you're watching those old videos people took like you know handheld video of their flights and it's just like they have like the little screen like up like you know that separates i guess the section or whatever on like the wall of the cabin they have like a little screen and it literally says it's like 60,000 feet, like Mach 2, like, that's oh, insane. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think they need something like that to sort of, like, I don't know, bring back, maybe bring back the romance or, like, something that, to just shake it up. Yeah, that'd be nice. Sense. Right now, commercial flying is kind of miserable, right? Like, yeah. you're just kind of putting yeah. there like sardines. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I wish that they would get, like, TSA, I mean, yeah, they're, like, vetting people, making sure they're not a threat. But, I mean, it's just really just security theater. Like, they fail all the tests they have. Yeah. And it's just a pain in the ass. Like, getting to the airport, 
takes like an hour to get there, like an hour just like in line for uh, TSA, making sure everything's got your ticket and everything. It's just such a long process. And if we just got rid of all like the bullshit and then you just get on your plane and go to your destination, like it'd be so much easier. But unfortunately, yeah. it's not the case that yeah. it's not the we in. But if that was the case, it'd be much nicer to have it just like, overall just have it nicer. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really do that anymore, though. Like, because yeah. if we got rid of any of that shit, the first time something happens, it's all going to be on the back of whoever, you know. Absolutely, yeah. It's, you're only 18, so, so you, were you even, you weren't alive during 9-11, right? I was alive, but oh. uh, I remember it. Yeah. I don't know why I'm acting like I I was 11. I, I barely remember it. I don't even, <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to act like, oh, you young timers don't. Oh, no, yeah. I, I mean, I have, like, very vague memories of, like, my dad going to the airport in, like, the 90s on, like, business and, like, my mom taking me and my brothers and we could literally walk up to the gate with them. Yeah, like, that's I, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I, at the same time, it's like, I don't know, you go watch one or two videos on YouTube of, like, people jumping out of the North Tower or something you can... It's like, okay, you know, how bad is the security weight really? And, you know, what, $6 trillion spent in the Middle East, 5,000 soldiers dead. Very quickly, you can see where people would be like, yeah, TSA is not so bad. But it's like what you said, it is kind of theater because they fail everything. Yeah. Whenever the FBI, like, does any tests, they fail spectacularly. They almost fail. It's almost impressive how well they fail. Like, they succeed at failing. Yeah, they, like they, they don't get, catch anything at all. Yeah, nothing. And that's what's terrifying is because, like, idiots like me and you, like, we would get caught. Cause, but if you had any sort of training, you know, you, yeah. ex-special forces or, you know, if you're some fundamentalist and you've mm-hmm. got, you know, you're going to make a statement, any sort of training, I feel like you'd be able to get by the TSA. Just think right? like how many drugs are smuggled across the country. Like even yeah. just in suitcases, happens all the time. I, I never, dude, I had friends in college that would be like, <laughs> flew out to like Colorado and be like, brought some, you know, literally like bring some, you know, they come back with some like weed or something and be like, do you try this? This is from a dispensary in Colorado. I'd be like, I thought you guys flew out there. And they're like, we did. <laughs> like, That's crazy. And yeah. It's like, what? And it's like, yeah, we, just don't be stupid. I'm like, you guys, you got through fucking the fucking airport. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's, I guess, I guess all my memories of flying were, I mean, like 99% of like all flying I've done has been through Hartsfield Jackson. So like any memories I have of that is like probably skewed because it's, that's not like an average airport. That is, Mm-hmm. that is like a global hub it's literally where delta's based like so i guess i look at it as like whatever it's done there works but it's i don't think that can be applied to every airport in the world like do you know what i'm saying like yeah, it's so it's, it's, it's so big well. yeah there's so much security there and it's, everything runs on i mean fairly well i can see where it, yeah it's like maybe that doesn't work everywhere but yeah, obviously some airports are worse than others. And, uh, I found that like in Europe, it's pretty streamlined and pretty fast. Yeah. But for some reason in the U.S., we haven't really got the science down yet. But eventually we're there. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. I don't know, man. 
like flying in Europe is really cool because I mean you just fly from each country. There wasn't even like a uh, it's probably because it's in the EU, but you just land, go f- take off in Paris, land in Switzerland. I mean, there's no um, you know, passport control or nothing. You just get up and land. We were confused. I mean, obviously for them it's normal because it's the EU, but yeah, uh, for us it's like, well, I went from a different country to a different other country, and there was no like passport. It can be anybody. It's like, yeah. wow, it's so different. Yeah, that yeah. is that is true. Yeah, but then again, America is like the size of Europe. Yeah. When I was younger, I was so confused. I was like, so these are states in Europe? It's like, no, those are countries. I'm like, why are we so much bigger then? Yeah. Yeah. I was so confused. Yeah, dude. I, I feel so stupid. I don't think I was in my 20s until I saw like a map over like the USA overlaid onto like Europe. And I was like, holy shit. Like, like our states are, so are bigger than those countries. I was like, oh, oh, goddamn. Yeah. So, hold on. So, what about something like so Lockheed Martin announced in 2000 November 2013 that they've begun development on the SR-72 the successor to the SR-71 and it's gonna go and it's gonna go twice as fast so Mach 6 (laughs) yeah Mach 6 6. yeah so yeah hypersonic it Hypersonic's Mach 5, so this is my hypersonic at change, but um, it's going to have drone capabilities, but it's it's also going to have pilot capabilities. I mean, all the new stuff we're making, the sixth generation fighters, the ones that are going to come after the F-22, it's called the unofficial name right now is PCA, Penetrating Counter Air. They don't have, they look weird as shit, but they're going to have drone capabilities, but they're also going to be piloted. And then Northrop Grumman's um, uh, B-21 Raider, the successor to the B-2 Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's That one's going to be piloted, but also have drone capabilities. So they all seem like we're kind of going towards this like drone area. But if they still need pilots, dude, if I'm you, I'm I'm, I'm trying to get into like that now. Be an SR-72 pilot streaking at Mach 6. Yeah. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Yeah, that military stuff's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, like I wish we still had. I mean, obviously they're making the new stuff now, but you think back to like the seventies and fifties, sixties, all those cool military planes they had. Those were amazing. You ever see the one thing? I'm not sure what the name of it, but uh, it was like attached to the under 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 the wing of like a B two or something, and then like it like detached, and it was just a rocket. With, oh, like, the X fifteen. That thing, yeah. Like yeah. it was just stuff like that. That stuff's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I'm glad they're making new stuff like that, like the SR-72. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Like, the fact that they can be, like, droned, that's awesome. Like, you ever see those helicopters they have that don't have pilots? Like, they take no. off, but they're helicopters. What? I didn't know yeah. that. So it's like a like a UAV, but, I mean, it is a UAV, but it's a helicopter. Like, incredible. Like, Jesus. stuff like, like, imagine, like, piloting an SR-72 when you're in you know, Arizona. Yeah. And flying over Asia. Like, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do the X-15. What's crazy about that is, like, those were piloted, so those took off, and those guys are literally just sitting on the wings in this little tiny thing, and I listened to a book on it. Um, I think it's just called X-15. Maybe it's like X-15 Diaries or something, but it's like all these guys talking about their experiences in it, and mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> dude, it's the outsides of them were made of inkernel. I didn't know what that was. It's a metal, or mm-hmm. it's like an alloy. They talk about like you like okay they're like think about like a forge like a steel forge or steel something, 
Okay. You can see them dumping all the molten metal and stuff, right? You got to heat it up. They're like, have you ever wondered, like, well, what's holding it? Because that's not melting. Yeah. That's made of incranel. So the most holding incranel, then. Yeah. So that's burning that one. Damn, that's strong, man. So they're like, so the X15 was coated with incranel. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, dude, but they talk about, like, so the SR 71, they got up to what? It's 85,000 feet. And I think Mach 3.3 was the record. With the X15, the record is they got to Mach 6.72 and 315,000 feet 315,000 feet 315,000 feet that's what insane holy shit that's insane mock 6 point and this was in the 50s like the 50s x15 was mock or was, was 50s yeah 50s and oh, 60s the x15 <laughs> went up to 300 wait. the x15 was in the 1950s and 1960s yeah, and it got up to three hundred and fifteen thousand feet. Did not know. Holy that, shit. That's what's crazy is I remember watching like an SR seventy one documentary, and I was like, "This is crazy," because it was all in the seventies and stuff. And it was like, and they're like, and if you go back a decade, the records actually get crazier. That's what always blew my mind. Was like, so you go back ten years, but the shit gets nuts. It's, but yeah, dude. I mean, those were the first astronauts. Those are the first people, the Americans that got, I guess, astronaut. I guess wings or patches because they went technically they went to space but yeah yeah so something like the sr-72 man that i don't know how high is that gonna go you think that jesus dude i don't know that's well the, the thing about it is it's not just gonna be reconnaissance it's also they said it's gonna be a strike platform <laughs> so yeah a thousand so, of by now yeah well imagine streaking Imagine streaking in over China at like Mach six, dropping some kinetic package. I mean, I got to imagine they go over like a hundred thousand feet or something. Like, I just, I don't know. You're just minding your own business, and all of a sudden, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So, how do you feel about like, I guess, the drone applications of flight? Um, for like yeah. commercial, do you think commercials ever going to go drone? So, no. Uh, so, the least they're ever going to have, I personally think, is just one pilot. I don't think they'll ever have no pilots. Because, for example, even like the uh, recent seven thirty seven Max crash, like that, like we were getting towards like uh, a lot of all this new technology and stuff in these aircraft. And that happened, and then everyone's like scared. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah. no, like I don't trust the autopilot. And so with that, I mean, that kind of delayed us. Uh, so I don't think we're really ever going to see at least less than one pilot. So I wouldn't scare it. Like at least in my lifetime, I don't think just one pilot is going to happen. I think I'll ever always have a job. Uh, I definitely was scared about that. I was like, I'm going into this uh, career where at any time my job can be uh, taken away if a technology comes out that places me. So, but I don't really think it's ever going to happen, and hopefully it does never happen. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think we're safe in that aspect. I mean, definitely in like 100 years or so, definitely something else could happen. But yeah, I think I'll. But just that'd be cool overall. Just no pounds at all. At that point, it just be the system would be so different. We wouldn't even be able to like uh, recognize it. Yeah, the whole, all the infrastructure and everything would be different. So yeah, 
if probably you, be planes by then it'd be going up in the freaking stratosphere yeah 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 i feel like yeah i feel like we, we couldn't we wouldn't be able to wreck like you couldn't predict you know whenever you look back at like predictions of the year 2000 from the year like 1900 or something you ever see all those old-timey predictions yeah and how yeah. they're never correct it's because yeah, they're extrapolating right? using current their current technology so everything is about like trains and like blimps yeah, and stuff exactly. and they mm -hmm. just scale it all up it'll be bigger faster trains and bigger blimps and bigger boats and it's like no yeah. like they they didn't foresee commercial air travel like you didn't or, you know, like you could send mail in the same day. It's like they didn't, they couldn't see the email. Like, you know, so it's, I feel like whatever we're thinking about now, we like we can't accurately predict what the future of air travel will be. Because in 20 years, they'll be like those dumbasses. They, they didn't see X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Because all the innovation, like innovation on the board is always something brand new. It's never like really a copy of something we have now. It's yeah. something completely new. Yeah. So that's the problem they had. They're always like in the 70s. Like everything is based on like what they had and just like change it a little bit. You know, it's something like, but yeah. So it's got to be something brand new that like, imagine. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, yeah. It seems like there's always something brand new. And then there's like developments on that model for whatever it is the phone, television there's always like developments on that model, you know, like flip phones, they get better and better. And then all of a sudden it was touchscreen. Right. Yeah. And it, exactly. it just, it's, it, yeah, it, it's like iterations, iterations, and then it skips completely to something new. And it's like, what the fuck is that? And it's yeah. some, yeah. So, so what's after iPhone question? What's after all the stuff, all the technology we have now? So any, what if it's fully full immersion, virtual reality? What if you can get to a point where it's indistinguishable from reality? Why, why take a flight to, to Atlanta to see my friends when I can just plug in here and just yeah. be like, what's up, dude? It's stuff like that is, I think is, is like what we're not seeing. Um, what if teleportation is the new travel in a hundred years? Oh, Jesus. Years. Oh, Jesus. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, right. Do you think, do you think there would have to be like, you know, like when elevators were still like a new technology, they had elevator operators. Do you think there'll be like teleportation operators? It'll be like a almost like a bellhop type guy, and I'll be like, "I'm taking you there today." Like, you know, let's go to Paris. Let's go to China. Yeah, yeah. It'd just be so. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's fucking crazy. Now, I was gonna say for like drone capabilities. Yeah, I always feel like you're, they're gonna have to have someone in the cockpit even just for liability issues um yeah so at least one path i mean I think, so i think i'm fine overall for career yeah maybe the smaller planes might not have to because like i saw like a, one of the so there's a glass cockpit named uh, a garmin and so they have a function where if your pilot becomes in, uh, like unconscious you literally just press a button on the uh, uh cockpit one of the buttons and it's like, all right, commencing urgency, emergency auto land. And it lands by itself, does everything. And like, I know like the large aircraft, they can do that already. But even for like the small aircraft, can do it all by itself. So what's that mean like for the future? Like that means smaller aircraft can do it. So maybe we'll see this in smaller aircraft by themselves. Like, oh, like, yeah, like so the uh, Uber, ever see those like concepts for Uber where like it's a drone that comes, picks you up mm -hmm. by somewhere else? Like. 
that could be um that could be a reality mm. but i don't see that. i don't I could imagine i'll ever see that commercial uh commercial traffic anytime soon yeah. um but yeah there's con there's concepts for like, like uber uh helicopter those are really cool because uh, i mean they we, we're seeing the uh, technology come alive and so it really could be on the brink um mm. but um yeah yeah it yeah it seems like i don't know even like the b21 like i feel like they're always gonna have a pilot in there because i mean the aside from submarines and missiles like those are our platforms for nuclear weapons like i feel like it doesn't matter how good the ai is you just you're gonna want a pilot in there like well it's military though so it might be different yeah. um because they already have like the uavs that they have yeah. like, the and stuff Predator, flying yeah. over Italy. uh so also they don't have anybody on like they don't have passengers on board so if it crashes i mean that's there's losing money that's the only problem there's no liability for people unless they crash into someone yeah uh, but i wouldn't i probably would see that in a uh in like a military airplane but yeah what about yeah, so definitely military planes are going to start becoming ai that'd be pretty weird yeah Imagine. absolutely well it's also a that i mean that's a tr strategic advantage like if your ai is just software those are pilots that you don't have to train and it's also pilots that that you don't lose. So the, AI, the plane crashes, like you're not losing. You don't have to train a new pilot. It's just it's just software, you mm -hmm. know. And not only that, in wartime, it's not like we get attacked in like you know some Pearl Harbor scenario where all of a sudden it's like the whole nation has to mobilize for war. You don't have to keep like five thousand pilots on like payroll on you know keep them on bases they gotta always be testing it can literally just be like a war tomorrow and instantly ten thousand drones ten thousand pilots but that's a that's a skynet terminator future think about this though um if it does become ai there probably won't even be a cockpit it might just be like computers and it might not even be a pilot in there because it won't be a cockpit it'll just be a uh electrician or uh whatever the guys who uh working computers are uh techno techno wins yeah would be the guys and they're not pilots yeah. so yeah yeah i was gonna say for so for like planes that don't have passengers do you think they'll ever go full drone on like cargo like fedex ups right. um i don't know it's all kind of hypothetical um i mean maybe i mean those are, they're always flying over like populated areas, so that could be a concern. Whereas the military is flying 60,000 feet in the air over a desert. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't really have a set answer for all those, but it's definitely, uh, they have their pluses and minuses for yeah. doing that kind of stuff. And it's just so dependent on what the society is. Yeah. Off, like 20 years, 40 years. Yeah. Look back 20 years, it's so different compared to now. Yeah, like it's gonna be so different from now. Like, in twenty years, I mean, it wouldn't happen, but maybe it it might. What do you think about uh, Elon wanting to use his rockets here on Earth to completely corner the market on airlines? So it'd be going to orbit. So he he's talked about like how he would fund shipping it because. He wants to shoot like a thousand rockets to Mars to set up a colony. And that's obviously an insane amount of money. 
So he did some like conference and someone's like, how are you going to fund it? And he was like, he was like, we take on the FAA. And everyone was like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? And he was like, we use our rockets to go anywhere in the world in under 30 minutes, completely wipe out the airline industry, take all the business. You want to go from LA to Sydney in 30 minutes? Boom. Abu Dhabi to New York in 25. Like, that's what uh, it would be, yeah. When Elon says that, that's kind of concerning because Elon does stuff. <laughs> like, he gets stuff like, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's someone that they're, they're really not empty words. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, "We're doing this," it's kind of like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> it's just yeah, like, "Oh no!" Like, now I'm concerned. I'm like, "Oh no!" I'm learning to fly a rocket soon. Well, I was gonna say maybe that's your move, man. It's maybe you talked fun. about space. You said that you'd be interested in that. Maybe that's your move, dude. I mean, what better people to do than if he's going to wipe out the whole airline industry, they're all going to need jobs. Get there now, yeah. Exactly. And they already have, I mean, no, it's not the equivalent of, it's not the same as flying a rocket, but it's, you're a lot closer to being able to fly a rocket than just Joe Civilian. So like, I feel like a lot of shit's got to carry over from, from being a pilot to flying a rocket, right? Again, it's not entirely, but yeah, it's yeah. more so than me. Like, mm-hmm. no, but most people who fly stuff in general typically learn how to fly planes in the beginning. Like, you see those uh, blimp pilots for uh, Goodyear? Mm-mm. Oh, um, well, the guys who fly the blimps uh, for Goodyear, like, they learn how to fly a plane, and then they go training for how to fly this blimp. It's just, it's like, it's completely different, but they still learn how to do the basics. And so yeah. I think you're definitely, no matter what, have to do the basics and then fly this rocket or something else. Like you don't just go straight to find a small rocket to a bigger rocket and then to a bigger, bigger rocket. Yeah. Larger. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the training will be the same overall, but um, yeah, so I'm not, like, that's a pretty cool, cool idea. I kind of want to look into that now, see if I can go straight to the rocket kind of feel Dude, of it. Dude, you should. He talked about it. They'd use the Starship. Uh, I guess capsules which can carry a hundred people, and he's like, you would just put them out on these like platforms, off the coast of major cities. So he's like, you just have it like you know like a mile out there, take a ferry out there, you'd have a whole platform, and yeah, take off from New York. You'd just you'd get up to well, you get up to Mach twenty three. That's orbit, <laughs> and then, then yeah, you just kind of punch right through the atmosphere and and come back down somewhere else. But I guess it wouldn't matter what the cost is because if it's not even like comparable to like the Concord, Concord compared to like a normal, it's like, oh, you can get across the Atlantic in like three hours instead of six or something. It's not even like the same. It'd be like, hey, instead of like this 18-hour flight to New Zealand, you can get there in like 21 minutes. Like it's not even the same. Like you can't, you know, it's not even comparable. Yeah, I mean, it's almost a scary thought. Like, that's that's future right there. Yeah, that's, that's the that's the shift that, like, no one sees. Like, we were talking about the old-timey yeah. people. Like, there will be blimps and trains everywhere. Like, no. Yeah, no it's, like now it's rockets. Like, it's actually rockets. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's a fucking scary future. But, um... Yeah. It also go other way. It might not be so pretty in the future. So hopefully it does turn out pretty. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny what uh what his plans are. It's to fly the rockets into 
like preset paths to other cities and come back down through the atmosphere. It's like, where's that? Where have we seen that before? And it's, it's to launch ICBMs and to throw nuclear warheads. It's the same. It's all the same shit. Go up, break apart, but instead of hitting, these slow down and land. So I don't know. It's, I don't know. Well, I guess that's like a positive thing. We went from nukes to potentially passengers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, hopefully you're in the nukes. Cause <laughs> I really want them. Because if someone has a nuke, then the whole world's done. If you shoot a nuke to someone. Yeah. Like, so if you start having these rockets that have nukes, plus for everyone, right? Yeah. Yeah, until, until one one is disguised. Because exactly. if you get, it, it, you've got to think of the military application of that. Let's say it becomes commonplace where it's just all these rockets operated by like Delta or American Airlines. And now it's just normal for rockets to fly up and come over the horizon and land. Everyone's got you. You're going to kind of get used to it. Mm-hmm. And what a better time to put a nuke in the cargo bay. Yeah. And even, and, yeah, even terrorism. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's TSA. They're on their game by 20 years. Hopefully they know what they're doing. Fuck them. They're not going to figure it out, dude. If they can't figure out fucking... If they can't figure out 737s, they're not going to... No, they're not going to figure out rockets. Yeah. Fuck that. Like, but, government doesn't seem to do too well when they try to fix stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. But, um... Yeah, man, we're coming up on... Coming up on two hours. Holy shoot. Yeah. All right. Well, yes. Anything else? <laughs> I'm I'm out of questions, man. But you're more than welcome to come on and do another. Shoot more shit. Yeah. Well, how about when I uh yeah when I get more ratings, I'll talk to you about those. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't talk too much about airplanes, like in what my field. Has been oh, dude. I like I said, I don't I don't care. I'm I'm sorry. If, if did, did you want to talk about that more? Oh no no. But uh, next time we'll talk about. Oh yeah yeah no it, the where'd you go? you're breaking up oh there you are yeah no yeah the conversations kind of yeah i always have people on that know like a specific thing but the conversations always go off into the weeds so but that's, no, yeah, i love the way it goes because you know yeah you go this, when you're talking about the same thing over and over again but when you kind of go and branch off so many different yeah. ways like that point you're talking about like completely different things from aviation but yeah like i love the way it went yeah thank you yeah man yeah, yeah no i had the guy on that drove armored trucks for a bank we're at like minute 30 when we were talking about like becoming billionaires and like having like like stupid shit like i'd have like people like steal the flags from people off mount everest like if i was a billionaire just you plant your flag and just some dude run out and just be like yeet like fuck you like you know (laughs) pepper spray him give him a wedge and be like tommy was here yeah no dude it's that's what makes the conversations fun is they go off into the weeds that's uh I don't want it to be like a set thing. Like today, we're talking about aviation and aviation only. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. that, dude. Fuck that. That's what the evening news is for. Is for pre-planned packaged bullshit like that. I, I like it much more. Where it's, yeah, talk about anything and everything. Yeah. Well, it was great. I loved the conversation. It was so much fun. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you hopefully soon. And oh, yeah. sure hopefully, I'll see you uh, with ten million followers. Fuck next time. yeah, dude. Yeah, you'll be. You're gonna be my. Uh, you're gonna be my private pilot. That's right. I'll be your jet pilot. That'd be cool, right? Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Shoot me a message on um, on Reddit. Um, yeah, we can talk about doing another one. Um, 
yeah, figure it out when when your when you when your next milestone is, and uh, by all means, dude, come back on. Or the coming year, but all thanks, right. man. All right, Talk dude. To you soon, man. All right, appreciate it. Take care. Peace.